Welcome to High Vibin' It with your hosts, Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. Are you ready to make the most of your life, manifesting your inner desires while living a more aligned, inspired life? Start here. Now, here's Kelsey and Lindsay. Hey, everyone, and welcome to this very high vibe episode of High Vibin' It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, a certified hypnotherapist and success alignment coach. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational blogger and author. And today we are talking about choosing your thoughts so you can change your life. This is going to be a really, really good one. Um, Now, just jumping right into it, we all know that the voice in our head is usually our voice. I mean, sometimes we have mentors uh, that we remember their advice or our parents, but most of your inner dialogue is going to come from you um, on the surface, right? Because we're going to talk about how some of that inner dialogue, even though it sounds like you, may be coming from other places, other things that you've learned uh, through childhood and things like that. But we're just going to talk about how to choose your thoughts and create your life based on your new choices versus what's been replaying in your mind. So do you want to kick it off, Kels? Yeah. So basically here at High Vibe Net, we're all about helping you live a more deliberate life a more intentional life and a more empowered life. So a humongous part of that is choosing your thoughts instead of your thoughts choosing you. You want to be the one in charge. And it's not to say that you're always going to be able to achieve this because that's not realistic. Like the brain is designed to think all the time. So don't be hard on yourself about it. But it is a nice goal to have, to be aware of what you're thinking at all times. And then if you don't like the thought, having the skill and the ability and the consciousness and the awareness to be able to choose a more empowering thought. Because in any moment, you actually do have the choice as long as you're noticing what's going on. So today we're going to talk about why our thoughts matter so much, um, how they create our reality. And then in the second and third segments, we're going to tell you more about self-talk, what it is, how you do it, where it comes from. And then we're going to go into the actual practical steps of, okay, if I don't like this thought, what can I do about it? So you don't feel like you're just a victim of your own mind. That's just like always chattering. And I want to make it clear too, because I'm going to talk a little bit about how we all either know that person or maybe have been that person in the past where it just feels like when it rains, it pours and every experience is snowballing to a worse and worse and worse experience and they can't catch a break. Right. And I have always kind of been of the belief that we kind of do that to ourselves. So (laughs) it's a little bit touchy because a lot of people hear this and like, are you kidding me? I did not ask for this. I did not want this. I didn't want, but, but if you can take the responsibility for all the perceived bad things in your life, you also get to take the credit for every single good thing that comes into your life. And it all originates with your thoughts, with what you're thinking, with where your vibration is, with with the kind of emotion that that is attached to that thought. And it will snowball for better, for worse. Um, In one of the past shows I said, and I probably will say a lot more, that (laughs) you've been creating your life since day one, since you were born and had the ability to think you have been creating your reality. So all we're suggesting is that why not do that intentionally? Why not use that superpower that every human is born with to, to move you forward and upward and, and evolve your soul, evolve your mind to make that 
experience here on earth that much better. Yes. And I want to add to that, that our thoughts really do create our reality, like majority of the time, like 99% of the time. But a lot of our reality is actually not controlled by, but is produced by some of our past experiences that are stored in the subconscious that aren't conscious thoughts. So yes, they're stored in the mind, but you might not be thinking about it because you're like, well, if this bad thing happened to me, it's not because I was worried that it was going to happen. It just came out of the blue. Like, what's that all about? You know? So I just want to like add that little point in there to clarify and cover all the bases here because I don't want to be like, oh, we think that every single thought of yours is creating your reality. Like, no, no, no. A lot of things are created from other aspects of yourself. It's always from you, whether it's your soul, something your soul decided before you came here, or whether it's something that you're creating subconsciously or unconsciously. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to. So yeah, maybe I maybe that is a good clarification. So it no, but all you covered comes it well, from but I wanted to add that little aspect. <laughs> it all comes from me. And I'm mad. I'm mad that I didn't come up with the subconscious part because hello, I'm the subconscious person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So so a lot of these patterns that are running in our subconscious will create these thought patterns that kind of drive our life. So whether it's from, like you said, a past experience or maybe an influence, um, and that goes back to what I said in the beginning. A lot of these thoughts seem like they're from you because they sound like you, but they are actually someone else's voice coming through your, your mind. Um, and that is something that I definitely want to talk about. So um, let's talk about how we can recognize whether it is us or somebody else. Mm, okay, so this involves really just consciousness. And I find that one of the best ways to become more conscious on a consistent basis is to have a really steady meditation practice. So if you can sit and breathe for at least 10 to 15 minutes to 20 minutes a day, you're going to become more aware of what's going on in your mind. And then throughout the day, even when you're not in meditation, you'll be able to notice your thoughts. And when you notice something that feels off or iffy, or wrong, that's an opportunity for you to get curious and question, like, where is this thought from? Is this something that I actually believe? And if so, is it truly my belief? Or is it something that I picked up along my path from my parents, or my teachers, or my mentors, or my ancestors, or from an experience that happened to me? So I think it's about getting curious, but without judgment. Because when you see things that you don't like, it's easy to be like, oh, that's not me. I disown this. I don't want to have any part of it. But a healthier practice is to just look at it and be like, hmm, I wonder where this thought is coming from. Let's explore. Yeah. So how many situations or experiences have you had in your life where before, maybe before you woke up or some people listening, when I say wake up, I just mean, you know, oh, now I'm aware of everything that's going on and I actually do have a soul and an evolution and I really want to cultivate that more. Um, how many experiences have you had where you you feel something or you think something uh, and you find yourself almost mad at yourself for feeling or thinking that way? Or you know you have a negative thought that you don't want to think so you just immediately judge yourself for it or get mad at yourself. And that's probably counterproductive, <laughs> which we know, but it's hard to know in the moment when you have those feelings. So in those moments, it's really um, uh, beneficial, I guess is the right word, to just ask yourself the question, why am I having this reaction? 
And it's all we're ever going to teach is the basic of what we're going to teach is just be aware of what's going on in your mind. Be aware of what's going on in your body. What is trying to tell you the messages that are coming through, because that is what's going to get you over it. That's what's going to get that release to happen and get you to process it. Yes. And it's really important to note when you're new at this, um, if you're not used to really observing your thoughts and um, choosing better ones or however it is, like the thing is you really, really, really cannot be hard on yourself. And you're going to be in the beginning. You're going to be really judgy. You're going to be like, man, I thought I was more involved than this. I can't believe I had this stupid thought. And don't judge or, yourself for being judgy. Yeah. Or, <laughs> right? Or that's such a limiting belief. Like, I can't believe I still think that. Or I thought I was already healed from this or whatever. But the more you dive into your self-love practice and understanding yourself and where these parts of you come from, the more um, compassionate you'll be towards the thoughts that you have and why you have them. So just know that like when I started doing this, I was so judgy all the time. Like, oh my God, how could you think that? Like that's a horrible thing to think. You're going to manifest the worst stuff ever and like whatever, it was all these stupid things. And now it's just like about being curious and about really wanting to understand yourself and what you've been through as if you're another person that you really love. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to put yourself in a third person perspective and treat yourself like you have different parts that are actually like different people. Yep. One of my favorite things when I'm either giving advice, you know, when I'm working with clients or even family members who have issues that, that they are not okay with. One of my favorite, favorite perspective shifts is just to be like, what would you tell your daughter? What would you tell your best friend? What would you tell your mom about this? um, If they came to you with this exact same situation and almost every time they know exactly what to say because it's easier to give advice than to take it. It's easier to teach someone than to learn sometimes, especially when it's yourself that's doing all of the self-work. But just asking that little question, what would I do if this were my best friend that I would do anything for or my child? And just see what the answer comes up or, or see how you would react versus how you're reacting in that moment. And, you know, honor that go with that one whichever one feels better go with that one because the only point of this whole thing is to just follow the joy I think it's really really good when you are noticing your thoughts and you see things that you don't like to pretend when you talk to yourself about it to pretend like you're a little kid because really like inside of our hearts we all still are these innocent little children who haven't grown up we're really stuck in those years and we don't realize because now we have these adult bodies and these adult responsibilities and these adult jobs and we do these grown-up things but everyone's really just a child masquerading as a grown-up and so when you can understand this about yourself it's so much easier to have compassion and especially if you're already a parent you know how unconditionally you love your child and you know when your child fucks up or messes up or does something stupid you would rather be loving and show patience and kindness and help them to correct it in a more soothing way than to like reprimand them, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's the same way that you want to treat yourself when you are about to go into a judgmental mode or you feel like you made a mistake or you thought the wrong thought. Yeah. And, and just for anybody questioning the child analogy, there is actual science and, you know, when we talk about hypnosis, we talk about this a lot, that the subconscious mind is formed at around eight or nine years old. So before that age, your mind is a completely open sponge that takes in everything. You have no um, 
rational thinking to know whether or not to believe something because you have nothing to compare it to. So you're just going to take in everything. You decide later on what you like, what you don't like. Um, kicks and scrapes are going to be on the dislike column and, you know, hugs and kisses and chocolate might be on the like column. So all of these things get developed. But by the age around nine, it uh, the barrier is formed that separates conscious, rational, logic, decision-making and willpower versus uh, subconscious emotions and automatic behaviors. So that's it. Whatever went in there by the time you were nine years old and think about it, what happened when you were a child? Like, what did you learn from your parents who you innately know to trust and believe and, and uh, learn from? What were you taught purposely or by accident? Um, when you started school, what did you learn from other kids and teachers? Maybe on purpose, maybe by accident. All of these things are kind of driving who you are now. So when you think these thoughts about yourself or your situation, you have to think of that nine-year-old because as you said, we're just, we're just kids in grown-up suits. We're just kids in grown-up costumes, like trying to make it through the world. And um, that's really it. A little more compassion can go a really long way. And the parental influence is a huge factor, which is just another thing that you want to try not to judge when you realize that your limiting beliefs all came from your parents. <laughs> like just realizing that they did the best that they could. You're doing the best that you can. Their parents probably taught them what they taught you. So it's just like a chain effect. So if you don't like it, it's your choice to not pass that down to your kids, you know, but you don't have to get all like, Oh, blame my parents for everything that's wrong right. with my life because of how they programmed me. Like, Obviously, they weren't trying to, like, traumatize you, but it happens. That's life, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. what you signed up for when you came here was the contrasting experience so you could sift and sort and figure out what you want and what you don't want and your preferences and what you'd rather create and all the things. So just know that, like, you're going to get mad at your parents when you first realize all the stuff that you adopted from them that you didn't necessarily want to and that's okay to have that moment within yourself so you can get the anger out, but don't take it out on them. Just a little disclaimer because like they didn't know, you know? Yeah. And, and not, you know, not always because I know that a lot of times, I mean, I have grown into a person that really, really likes herself. I really do. I think I'm pretty awesome and I love um, being by myself. I love taking time for myself and self-care and I don't know who I would be without my parents. And there were some experiences as a child, I'm not going to get too deep into it, that, you know, I could easily have ended up uh, pregnant and homeless and like all of these things based on the normal way that people lived in my society at the time. So uh, the fact that I was able to overcome that, if I didn't have those challenges, I wouldn't have had anything to, to grow from or to, you know, process in that way. So I, it, it took me a little while, but I have learned to honor those experiences and to actually thank my parents. And I have for being them perfectly. Um, <laughs> everybody's here to play a role in my life and they're doing it perfectly, uh, because you are the star, you're the center stage and, and you get to decide if you want to use it as a crutch or a step. Um, and I chose to use it as a step. So, so if you look at it that way as well, maybe on the surface, these experiences look bad, or maybe they caused me pain and that's okay. You get to feel that hurt. You get to feel that betrayal. You get to feel all of those things. And then on the other side of that, maybe possibly 
learn to honor that and to, to, okay, well, maybe I wouldn't be this person today if I hadn't gone through that. And I don't know who that person is because I like this person, or at least I'm starting to like this person more and more. Um, even if you're, you're not quite on board with yourself right now, you will be always. Beautiful. I love it. And that's perfect time. <laughs> to break. So great job. We'll see you on the other side. And we're going to be talking about self-talk. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side. So we'll see you there. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you're serious about raising your vibration and feeling better, self-love is the fastest way to get there. Not only is it the best way to feel better, but it's also the fast track to manifesting all your desires. Kelsey Aida has created an entire online video course to walk you through the process so you can finally realize your divine perfection. High Vibe in it. Listeners can get a special enrollment discount with the code High Vibe. Visit RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com to get started on your self-love journey today. That's RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com. Do you feel like there's something in your mind holding you back from your vision of success? Do you feel like you're constantly in the cycle of trying, failing, and starting over again? If outdated limiting beliefs are keeping you stuck, hypnosis might just be the tool you've been looking for. Go to lindsayrobinson.com for more info on how to get your subconscious and conscious mind working together to achieve your goals and align your mind with success. That's L-Y-N-N-S-E-Y Robinson.com. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to High Vibe In It with Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson. Check into the show today by calling into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to hi.vibin.it.show at gmail.com. That's hi.vibin.it.show at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to High Vibe and it. It's Kelsey Aida here with Miss Lindsay Robinson and today we're talking about our inner dialogue, choosing our thoughts and self-talk. So I'm going to let Lindsay kick off this segment because I know she has a lot to say about self-talk and then we'll just go from there. Yes, so self-talk, inner dialogue is one of the biggest ways that you're going to be thinking. So if something bad happens, you're going to say something about it. If something good happens, you're going to say something about it. So the first challenge, I guess, would be to just pay attention to what dialogue that is. In general, we all have a pretty good idea of the essence or the vibes of our in, of our self-talk and our inner dialogue. Is it more loving? Is it more judgmental? Is it more um, neither? You know, is it just straight to the point without emotion? Is it just problem solving? Um, that's the first thing you want to get in touch with. How do I feel when I talk to myself? Um, no one has perfect self-talk. I like myself and I still call myself a dummy sometimes, but 
it's the way that it's in like a loving way. Like, oh, you little dummy. Oh, you little silly person. <laughs> and the, 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 the way that you say it, even if it's nice feeling, uh, is not great. So it is something that I need to work on as well. Um, I am well-versed in how powerful self-talk is. So I know the importance of it and I still have slip ups. So by no means is anybody asking for perfection or, or judging you for doing what you're doing now because it's all a process and it's all a learning experience. So again, focusing on how it makes you feel, uh, whether it's more judgmental or hateful, there was a study done and I can't remember any of the credentials, so pay attention to it or not, but there was a study done, uh, where it showed that like, what was it? 75 or 80% of the population's general self-talk was negative. And from a hypnosis standpoint, nobody is, or you're, you're not suggestible to anybody more than you are to your own voice. So your own voice talking to you is the most hypnotic, like the most powerful hypnosis you can put yourself in. So when you're doing these inner dialogues with your voice, your subconscious believes every word you say. It does not know fact from fiction. It does not know truth from a lie. It doesn't know whether you're joking. It doesn't understand sarcasm. It just knows what you're giving it. So if you call yourself a dummy or a silly person, it's going to think you're a dummy or a silly person. I'll use myself as, as an example because, again, not perfect, still working on it. Um, but it has definitely made me more mindful as a mother um, how I say things to my kids and what I say to my kids, you, which in turn is has an effect on how I talk to myself. So if you want to build yourself up, again, goes back to that inner child. Picture how you would speak to your child. Um, I tell my kids all the time that they're powerful and they're amazing and they're excellent and they're funny and they're, you know, silly, but silly is such a good word. I, I don't think I'm ever going to stop saying that, but you want to build them up and you want to build up yourself. So just think of what you would say to your nine-year-old self and say that instead. Or if you find yourself saying negative things to yourself, ask where it's coming from. Like we said before, where, what's the origin of this? Uh, just knowing how powerful you are when it comes to what you're saying to yourself and what effect it's actually having on you you can't unknow that. Like now that I've said it, you can't unknow the fact that your subconscious is listening to everything you say, to every piece of energy you give it and to every kind of um, vibe that you're giving it. So it's going to take what you say and it's going to learn from that and decide what's true and then move you the path that aligns with, with the kind of energy you're giving it. So it's really just about awareness, first step awareness and, and deciding what you would like to believe instead. I think it's really interesting too that you said basically as a fact blanket statement that the words that we say to ourselves are the most um, programming words that will yeah. ever affect us. And that's a lot of the reason why positive affirmations are so powerful because, or any type of affirmation, good or bad, it's powerful. Yeah, right? because <laughs> it's all it's, affirmations. It's affecting you on such a deep level, even if you don't realize because you are so influential to yourself. So that's why it's really, really important to watch and monitor and choose exactly what you're saying to yourself because you don't want to be working against yourself. That's like the most counterproductive thing to do. But our brains are designed to find the lack, find the fault, find the problem from a survival standpoint. 
So that's why a lot of our thoughts are so negative. Yeah. Because like our reptilian mind is literally always looking for problems to solve, potential threats, things that could kill us in this day and age. There's not as many threats as there used to be, but that's still the brain's function. So it finds other things that stress us out and labels those as like, oh, this could kill me. Like if I lose my job, it's like a lot more dramatic in the mind than it actually is in real life. Like, of course you can find another job. If you already have one, you must have some skills and be qualified, you know? So the thing is the brain is actually wired to think negatively, to find the problems. Yeah. But from the soul's perspective, you're in more alignment with yourself when you are feeling good, when you're feeling empowered, because that's the truth of the soul. So the mind and the soul actually have um, opposite agendas. The mind, well, not opposite, but different. The mind's agenda is to keep you alive at all costs. The soul's agenda is to help you thrive. So if you would rather be thriving in in thriving mode as opposed to just survival mode, then it will be better for you to identify more with your soul and figure out how to resonate with that as opposed to listening to your mind all the time. And nobody, you don't have to have one or the other. It's just finding that cohesiveness between the two. Um, I believe I've seen it many, many times and I've kind of practiced it myself. They can work together beautifully. They really, really do. Um, It's, it's like, an instinct almost to just think of the negative because when you think of the negative you have a backup plan if the worst should happen this is what i'm going to do that's how it's designed however uh it seems much easier when something doesn't go our way to be mad about it than to kind of decide or take responsibility um sometimes than to take responsibility or to figure out what to do better next time we just want to get angry we just want to shove it aside. Um, it works good in the moment, but it leaves you feeling like crap and nothing gets done. So, (laughs) so you're right. The soul's job is to keep you happy. The mind's job is to keep you alive. If you can find a way to merge those two together, that you can be happy and thrive and, you know, look at the best case scenario versus the worst, um, magic happens. Nobody came to this earth, hundred percent blanket statement. Nobody came to this earth for a pointless life. And whether the surface experiences are positive or negative, it's all a learning experience. Nothing is pointless. There are no coincidences. So when you have a negative experience that you feel like was a waste, or you know, you, you're telling yourself that you regret something because what was the point of that? There's always a point. There's always a reason. It's all learning. And all you have to do is think about it for 30 seconds longer and ask yourself the question, what can I learn from this? Because once you find yourself learning and once you find yourself looking for those lessons, it's impossible to be mad. Oh, you know, it's, it's impossible to have a negative connotation to it because now you are a more evolved person than you were before this happened. No one can I like it. that, right? I like it. Yeah. So that's kind of like the basics of what I teach with self-talk. Um, first, just recognizing what it is and the vibe that it gives you and then deciding, do I want to replay this record that's been going on for my whole life or do I want to choose something different? And what happens if I choose something different? Even if you just make it a game, because it can seem risky because you don't know, you don't want to fool yourself or get yourself into a trap. I've had people say to me before, well, I'm afraid if I think more positively than I'm just, then the bad stuff's still going to happen. I just won't expect it. 
right? That's like the biggest, the biggest fear. And the reason why we stick to these negative thoughts, because it's what we're used to. It's because it's what we know and what we're trying to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. What you Mm -hmm. know is always safe and any unknown, whether it be consciously, logically a good thing, your subconscious is not on board because it's just simply unfamiliar and unfamiliar equals danger every time. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And let's talk about this because this is something that I've been noticing myself doing lately is like hoping for the best, but secretly preparing for the worst, you know, (laughs) like you hope it works out. Obviously you wish for it to work out. There are certain outcomes that you want, but all day long you're thinking about, okay, what am I going to do when it doesn't work out? How am I going to protect myself? How am I going to heal from this traumatic experience Mm -hmm. when it all goes to shit? (laughs) And the thing is like, okay, your mind is doing this to protect you so you can feel safe. So in one sense, it is serving you because it's helping you to feel more safe. But from another perspective, you're just worrying more than you need to. And if you would focus on it working out, there's a better probability of it working out energetically, law of attraction wise. And I'm not saying you can't worry, but I found that the healthier practice is just when I notice that I'm worrying, I just have compassion for the part of myself that is worried Mm -hmm. because I know that that part is just trying to protect me. And so I use it as an opportunity to love myself as opposed to getting all lost in the thoughts. So for example, if I find myself worrying about something and I notice, oh, I'm worrying about something that isn't even for certain that it's going to turn out that way. um, That's just my anxious part trying to protect me. And I just put my hand on my heart and I just breathe. And I'm like, thank you, anxiety, for helping me to just try and live my best life in the way that you know how, which is through worry. Yeah. But then not necessarily entertaining the worried thoughts for the rest of the day. Yes. That reminds me of the most amazing hack, life hack that I've ever, one of the best ones I've ever come across. And it goes with emotions and it goes with physical pain. Um, Back when I was studying hypnosis, I cannot remember for the life of me who told me this, but it was one of my mentors, one of my teachers. And they said that this works with, emotions and pain. So essentially what it is, like it's, it's basically illustrating exactly what you did. So when you have a negative emotion or, or thought or feeling pop up, thank yourself, immediately have gratitude for it. Thank you for giving me the message. Because again, any emotion, any thought, any physical pain is just trying to send you a message. And if you don't listen right away or you try to ignore or stuff down that message, it's going to come out in other ways. It's going to get louder. It's going to manifest itself. It's going to process itself somehow. So you might as well take control of it. But back to my thing. So <laughs> so when you find these things coming up that you're not necessarily okay with or on board with, um, for instance, anxiety, once you thank yourself and once you kind of honor your the part of you that feels that it tends to lessen almost immediately and i want the next time any of the listeners hurt themselves like let's say you stub your toe or you get a cut or a scrape or a bruise somehow and it hurts the second you say thank you body for working well enough and sending me the message that my pain receptors are working perfectly and telling me not to do that again or or to to acknowledge that ow this hurts once you acknowledge it and i swear to you it works every single time that pain is going to lessen almost immediately it is so funny how it works but that is again how powerful you are so stinking powerful it's not even funny it's just really cool (laughs) yeah because that's pain's job pain's job whether it's emotional or physical is just to get your attention yeah so as soon as you give it attention 
and validate it and see it and hear it or whatever it is, whether it's emotional or physical, then the pain will dissipate because it's already served its purpose. That's it. Your pain just wants to be seen. It just wants to be heard. Absolutely. I just love that. Isn't that just so cool though? It's I told really my niece nice about when that. you know that. It is <laughs> cuz so it nice. simplifies things. Exactly. I told my niece this cuz she's visiting me right now and uh she I don't know what she did. She banged her knee and she was complaining about it all day and then I randomly told her this like just take a second and thank your body for doing its job. And she she freaked out. She's only 20 so it was very exaggerated but she's like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe that that actually worked." And then all day long, I swear to God, it doesn't hurt anymore. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. It doesn't hurt anymore. And I just had like an inward smile because it's just, it's really, really, really cool. Um, But you have to, you know, you just have to show yourself a little more compassion. You just have to kind of acknowledge the message. And if you don't know what the message is, play with your, just play with it. Just make it a game. Just say, if I did know what this message was, or if I did know what my emotions were trying to tell me, what would it be? If I knew what my soul was trying to tell me, what would it be? That's a really great question to ask yourself when you have any kind of anything, right? Any situation. (laughs) Like, but if I did know the answer, what would it be? That's such a good practice. I love doing that. Like, even if you don't know what to eat, you can just be like, well, if I did know what I wanted to eat, it would be tacos yeah, (laughs) or whatever it is. Exactly what it wanted right now. It would want boom, you know, easy. And another one, if I, if I don't know the answer or I need advice, think of the smartest person you can think of. Like I do this with clients all the time and it's so funny. I'll get Yoda. I'll get Albus Dumbledore. Yoda. And, yeah, I swear. I'll get uh, someone picked up Barack Obama one time. That was pretty nice. Cool. But anyway, pick of the, think, the, think of the smartest person you can think of, the smartest person, the most wise, who just has it all together and just knows ask them the question and you will without a doubt get an answer. You'll know what they would say and that then just go from there. Anyway, this is a perfect time to take a break. What do you think? Yeah, Yeah. I like it. I mean, I feel like what we were talking about is kind of like going into the channeling realm because we all have like access to each other's like perceptions. And that's so, but that's another episode. We'll leave that for another day. We'll we'll take a break real quick and we'll come right back talking about ways Uh, even more so than we have already, ways for you to cut down on the negative and bring in more positive stuff. Easy, easy stuff. Okay. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you're serious about raising your vibration and feeling better, self-love is the fastest way to get there. Not only is it the best way to feel better, but it's also the fast track to manifesting all your desires. Kelsey Aida has created an entire online video course to walk you through the process so you can finally realize your divine perfection. High Vibe in it. Listeners can get a special enrollment discount with the code HIGHVIBE. Visit RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com to get started on your self-love journey today. That's RadicalSelfLoveCourse.com. Do you feel like there's something in your mind holding you back from your vision of success? Do you feel like you're constantly in the cycle of trying, failing, and starting over again? If outdated limiting beliefs are keeping you stuck, hypnosis might just be the tool you've been looking for. 
Go to lindsayrobinson.com for more info on how to get your subconscious and conscious mind working together to achieve your goals and align your mind with success. That's L-Y-N-N-S-E-Y Robinson.com. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to High Vibe in It with Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson. Check into the show today by calling into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to high.vibin.it.show at gmail.com. That's high.vibin.it.show at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, and we're back, and we're going to be talking about, like we said, self-talk, inner dialogue, how to change it for the better, and Kelsey's going to be the one to summarize it for us, so go ahead. So in this whole episode, we've been talking about become aware of your thoughts and notice how they make you feel. Basically, these are the two steps that you need in order to change your thoughts so you can change your life. So how it works is step one, the first practice you want to do if you're new to this is just start noticing your thoughts, which like I said, if you have a meditation practice, that's going to really be helpful. But just on a daily basis, listen to yourself from a third person point of view. I like to say, pretend like you're a little version of you in the back of your head sitting on like this throne watching everything that's going on. Like Different than the child version of you, just a miniature person, right? Like a yeah, it doesn't have to be a child. This is a child. It's like a, no, like like an adult. You don't have to be a child yeah. in this one. <laughs> so a teeny so tiny like, little little person. You're like a tiny Lego person. You're <laughs> in the back of your mind, and all you do is just observe what goes on. You yeah. don't care. You don't have any opinions. You're just like, hmm, interesting. Okay, cool. All right, that's what's going on. Um, so pretend like you're sitting in this little seat in the back of your head and all day long, just notice what you're saying, the words that you're using, the tone that you're using. And then once you get good at just noticing without judging, key, without judging, without Without judging, judging. without judging, (laughs) (laughs) that part's a little more tricky, takes (laughs) practice. Then the second step is to notice how any given thought makes you feel. So it's obviously going to make you feel one of two ways. It's going to make you feel good and empowered or maybe like neutral. You don't really have much feelings about it. Or it's going to cause a more painful emotion, a more disempowering state. It's going to feel bad when you think it. So for example, if you think I'm really shitty at math, then that's putting yourself down and obviously you're going to feel bad because of that And you're reinforcing the idea that you're not good at math. Every time you say that, you're reinforcing that hypnotic suggestion, which is exactly what it is, that you're not good at math. Remember, we're always, always listening to ourselves. So whatever you say is true, no matter what logic tells you. Um, Yes, what you could say is yesterday I was really not so great at math, but today I'm getting better every single day. Um, Or in the past. Yes, and we will get into that because that's like a next step. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There, there is a way where you can soothe your thoughts or make them more true. And there's a few mm-hmm. different tricks. But basically, 
Step one, notice your thoughts. Step two, notice how they make you feel. If it makes you feel good, then keep the thought, entertain the thought, keep going with it, you know, gain some momentum around it, um, embrace it, you know, it's, it's working for you. If it feels bad, you have three to four options of what you can do. Option A is you can choose another thought that feels better, which is not always the easiest thing to do when you're new at this. So let's go back to the math example. If you say, um, I'm really shitty at math, I'm such a fuck up, I'm never gonna get good at it, obviously that's not gonna feel great. So you could choose another thought, which could be, well, I am really good at science, you know, something that you can actually get behind and switch your focus a little bit, which brings me to a second way that you can change your thoughts. If you can't go from negative to positive, switch the topic that you're thinking about altogether. Mm -hmm. So if your relationship is going really bad and you're always thinking about it and it makes you feel bad and it makes you worried and blah, 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 you don't have to think about it. There's no law that says you have to fix all your problems. And because about it. Yeah, there's no law that says you have to obsess over your problems because is that really how you're going to get a solution? No, how you're going to get a solution is when you're in a higher vibrational state, the solution will come naturally. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just think about a whole different area of your life that actually is going well, that makes you feel better, which will inevitably also improve your relationship because you're improving your vibration, how you feel, which makes you a vibrational match to a better relationship. So I think I can, you can pretty much say with certainty that there is no, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is okay. no situation on God's green earth that will benefit you if you are negative about it. True? Um, unless your goal is to be more negative, then that would be the perfect way. That yeah, would be I the mean, perfect way. There's it depends no- on your goal. Like if you want to be miserable, <laughs> then that's a valid perspective and you do that. It's just no that- one's going to give you a medal for suffering or feeling like shit all the time. No, it's just not going to happen. So why not follow the joy, right? If you're in control, get in the driver's seat and go somewhere that feels good. Yeah. And we're not saying that it's always easy and that you always have to do that because nobody can be joyful. No, but you need to always try or what are you doing? Yeah. If you believe that life is meant to be joyful, which me and Lindsay both believe and probably a lot of people listening to this believe. Or want to believe. (laughs) Yeah. Or want to believe. Just be open to believing it. Then it's always nice to make that your intention. Like Mm -hmm. I would like to experience more joy, you know, without invalidating the painful emotions because that is contrast that also another joy and leads to joy yeah anyway so your options are choose another thought if you can switch your thought um if you can't just go from negative to positive which is hard for a lot of people and if you have a lot of negative momentum it's going to be like literally impossible via the law of attraction because you're just going to keep manifesting thoughts that match the one that you're thinking so you won't be able to just switch it on the spot which is fine then you can choose another topic to think about. That's a great one. Take a nap. That's one of my favorite things to do when I want to soften the momentum of like all these thoughts that I'm just like, ah, no, I'm just going to go to sleep. Turn off the mind for a little bit. That's a good trick. Or you can soothe the thought, which is kind of what Lindsay was getting to earlier. So like the example that she gave where I said, oh, um, I'm shitty at math, blah, blah, blah. And she said, or you can say something like, Well, yesterday I wasn't that great at math. Like I didn't get a great score, but today I'm studying and I'm learning more and more every day. 
It's the same topic. It's a similar thought, but it feels way better because you've just soothed it and you're making it go like up at the end where there's like hope to it and empowerment to it because you're affirming not that you're bad at math, but that you're learning how to get better every day, which isn't a contradiction to what you said. So your brain and your mind and your body can still get behind the affirmation, but it is helpful because now you don't feel bad about yourself. You're being easier on yourself and you're being hopeful and you're stating that you're working towards it, which is your intention. Yeah. And the cool thing about using the past as your before statement versus your after, the cool thing about doing that is you, it is impossible for you to experience the exact same experience twice. You just can't because you'll never be the same person that you were when you experienced it the first time. So yesterday I was a different person. Mostly the same, slightly different, different enough so that today can be a new slate. Today can be different. Today can be a fresh start with whatever I want it to be. Um, Anyway, just that little tidbit. (laughs) I really like that because then you're affirming that every moment is new. Yes. Which it totally can be. And it really is. Our minds make everything so linear and it's like, oh, if this happened in the past, it has to happen in the future. But actually it doesn't. Every moment can be separate the only reason why patterns keep repeating is because of your thoughts is because of your thought patterns is because you expect it to be the same so of course it's going to be the same exactly you know um and back to the soothing of the thought like I wrote a whole book about this it's called hashtag actually I can the art of affirming yourself to greatness and it's all about finding affirmations that you can actually get behind because where people really mess up with affirmations is they're like oh I want to be a millionaire and then they just say the affirmation, I have a million dollars, but they feel stupid because they don't have a million dollars. You're lying to yourself yourself and you know it and you feel stupid and you feel like a fraud. So the energy that you're actually emitting is not one of abundance, but one of lack because on the inside you're saying, I don't have a million dollars. So I have to do this stupid affirmation a million times to get a million dollars, which is not making you feel better. So the thing to do would be to soften or soothe the affirmation or start where you're at. That's another is- episode. Don't go too deep because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start talking for another hour. <laughs> it's true. We, we do need to do another episode on this. <laughs> but basic example is you want to start where you're at. So if yes. that was your example, you could start with something like, you know, I'm really open to manifesting more money into my experience. That's somewhere you can start. That's truthful. You can get behind it. It resonates with you and it feels better than just lying blatantly. Don't you think? Absolutely. And I was also going to say too, um, with negative thoughts, uh, how to deal with negative thoughts. I know you have a third, don't you? Do you have a third? Um, No, I already said them all. You can choose the thought. You can soothe the thought. You can distract yourself. You can take a nap, I guess. did for (laughs) now what because this is something that i that i want to talk about because it's helped me a lot and i know kelsey that you are huge in this as well when you're trying to process a negative experience or thought or emotion you journal about it so i don't know which category that would be on your list but it is very powerful and that so many things we talk about are going to bleed into another episode, but that's okay because this is what we're doing. Um, (laughs) Okay. I would call this tactic purging the thought. Purging the thought or, well, it could be a way to, yeah, I guess. Yep. You're right. Purging the thought, um, processing it, getting it out, 
examining it further to see where it's coming from. Cause I know you've had the experience. I know I have where you start writing, thinking it's going to go one way. And then you end up learning so much more about where that thought originated and why it's here and what it needs from you in order to be released. That's the power of journaling. And, and this is a whole other episode, but your handwriting is a direct line to your subconscious mind as well. So if it needs to get processed, write it out. If it needs to get into the subconscious, write it out. It is so, so powerful. And the only difference between out versus in is your intention. So if your intention is to journal, to get it out and to process it, that's exactly what's going to happen. If your intention is to use affirmations, write them out, write them out, write them out, write them out, because it's getting in there. And that's your intention is to get it in the subconscious mind so that it rewrites, creates new neural pathways um, to change your thoughts and change your life. Yes. Mm, I like how you said it's all about the intention because that's so true. And like when I was new to the law of attraction world and manifesting space, I thought anything that I think is going to happen, but that's not necessarily true because if you're having a negative emotion, you can't just dismiss it and say, this is invalid because I don't want to manifest this. What you can do, that's the moment when you want to purge it, you get out your journal and you say, it's my intention to process, integrate, or release this emotion or get to understand it or whatever it is and that's the way that you can actually raise your vibration because you're getting that emotion out of your system so it doesn't need to keep getting your attention the only reason why emotions especially the heavy painful ones keep coming back over and over and over is because you don't give them the time of day you don't give them the attention that they want yeah you know and a lot of it is out of fear because we learn that the law of attraction is whatever i think about i'm going to manifest and it's not true it's yeah. whatever you're vibrating at is is what you're going to manifest. So if you're suppressing your sadness, it's still in your body just because you're not thinking about it. And you're still, that's still a point of attraction. I think a lot of people don't understand that anything they suppress, that's actually what they're going to manifest because it's stuck inside of them. But when you allow yourself to let your emotions flow, to let them to process, let them heal, let them be seen, get them out of your body by crying, screaming, doing whatever you got to do, then you actually do raise your vibration and become a higher vibrational person who's a match to higher vibrational experiences. Exactly. I always like to picture emotion negative, especially as a toddler. For any moms or aunts or uncles or anyone around children, you know, if you do not pay attention to that child that wants something, it is going to get louder and maybe have a meltdown in the middle of Target. If you don't want that, (laughs) maybe there's a better way to listen sooner and to, you know, actually process what's going on. Yeah. And I want to make it really clear that the tools we're giving this episode are when it is the time to change your thought to pick a better thought but there's also a time when it's more appropriate to go all the way fucking there like take the thought and run with it so for example I do this a lot when I'm feeling anxious instead of just suppressing the anxiety and being like oh I don't need this right now I don't have time I'll go into my room, I'll start journaling, and I'm like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Let's just go all the way there. I'm going to cry the whole time. It's going to be really intense for 15 minutes. I'm not even going to understand who I am. And afterwards, I'm going to feel better (laughs) because I I let it live. Not a lot of people are willing to do that, and I've always admired that in you, that you're just – you're like, I'm going to shut myself in my room. I'm going to cry it out, and I'm going to feel so much lighter, and it's so true. But you have to be willing and have the faith that – it's, you're going to go through this. It's going to suck, 
but at the end of it, you're going to be that much better. And if you've never tried it, it's hard to just believe that it's going to be okay at the end, or, you know, I'm just going to spiral into this weird mess of depression when it's actually the opposite usually. Yeah. It's really intense. I'm not going to lie. It's not really for beginners. (laughs) So once you've started practicing the first part of the episode that we were talking about, about changing your thoughts, to be more in control of them perfect then later on when you're feeling more (laughs) vulnerable and you're feeling more brave that's when you can start to go into the heavy shit and that's Mm -hmm. where some major 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 transformation happens and if you don't know how like get help like I got a lot of help from my friend and mentor James Mendoza who's a shaman and he works to heal people's emotions and past traumas and he was the one who really taught me how to not be scared to go all the way there with my most painful emotions. Mm -hmm. And every time I do it, I just get more comfortable in that uncomfortable space. Yeah. But at first it's like really, really shitty. (laughs) Definitely transformative. Yeah. And if it's just a self-talk thing that you have, you know, like, well, maybe I could just use some help with my self-talk. Just think for a second. And this is how you're going to know if I, if I knew that I was connected to my, inner child, or if I knew that I was honoring myself with my inner dialogue and that I was moving myself forward with my inner dialogue, where would I be versus where you are now? Is what you're doing when it comes to your thoughts reflective and aligned with where you want to be in life? If, if there's some incongruency there, it's probably a subconscious thing or maybe something that you even know about consciously that's just holding you back, that's keeping you, <laughs> quote, safe and protected and exactly where you have been your whole life. And another word for that could be bored, (laughs) stuck, uh, frustrated, overwhelmed. Um, But yeah, sometimes just those little tweaks can change your whole life. Yeah. So to summarize, you have two choices. You can either go all the way there, like I was saying, which we'll have to talk about more in another episode, because that's a whole like practice in and of itself. But most of the time, if it doesn't really need to be processed or integrated, it's not something that keeps reoccurring, it's just a one-time thought, then it's easier to change the thought, shift the thought, soothe the thought, practice a better feeling thought, choose something that's more empowering. So that's what we're getting at. Most of the time, that's what you're going to want to do, unless it's like a chronic thing, in which case that's something that's going to need some heavier work and processing, which is also fine. Like, there's no right or wrong here. (laughs) There's things that feel better and things that feel worse, and that's it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you want to follow the joy, we highly, highly recommend it because it can only lead you to beautiful places. Word. That's pretty much a good place for us to stop this episode. So where you guys can find us when you're not connecting with us on these live shows is you can follow us on Instagram. We're both pretty active on there. So Mm -hmm. Lindsay, your handle is just Lindsay Robinson, right? Yep. Lindsay Robinson. Mine is Kelsey Aida. Um, Follow us on there. Also, our blogs are the same. So her blog is just lindsayrobinson.com minus kelseyaida.com. And that's where you can find all the resources to actually work and connect with us too. You can write to us. And yeah, we would love to know how you felt about this episode, any insights, any takeaways. If you had like an aha moment, please write us and share. If you need anything, we are here for you. And on that note, we will see you next week. Peace out, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of High Vibe In It. Be sure to join Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida for another great program next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
We can't wait to have you join us again soon. 